Now, uh, we're now going to catch up and uh, go into our SMME exchange, and uh, we're taking a look at uh, the stories of uh, entrepreneurs and uh, small and medium-sized enterprise owners and uh, their reflections on how COVID-19 has affected them. And um, this evening, interesting set of economic activities that we're going to be taking a look at. On the one hand, the beauty, care, and cosmetics industry. My next guest is a franchisee of the Sorbet Group. You might be familiar with that. But also going to be taking a look at the world of strategic communications and marketing, uh, which uh, really relies on events and activations uh, to convey the message or the brand message of many of the entities uh, that would be the clients of my next guest. And uh, she is the managing director of M Sports uh, Communications and Marketing and uh, also a franchise franchise holder uh, for the Sorbet Group. And uh, she joins us now on the line. Her name is uh, uh, Felicia Ndesa. And uh, uh, Felicia, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening and thank you so much. Felicia, uh, maybe just briefly, uh, you know, I was saying that it's uh, quite interesting. uh, I mean, the areas that you're involved in uh, as an entrepreneur. Uh, So so maybe if you could, for the benefit of our listeners, just briefly explain to us uh, the work that you do. You're a managing director at M Sports and also uh, the work that you do in the beauty, care and cosmetic space. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. I so wish you you prepared me because I could have then done my bio. But in short, indeed, I've, I've owned the company for over two decades now. I think it's 25 years to be precise. Mm. And yes, it is a sports marketing company um, with the core business being telling the stories of blue chip companies and you write in the eventing space. Mm. And I've been also fortunate enough to be part of a journey, uh, again, for the past decade, it's, it's nine years, it's almost 10 years, and with Sobe, a brand very, very close to my heart. And then, I mean, let's maybe talk about them in turns, right? Uh, and I want us to start off with the M Sports, the business there. For some people, it might not be, I guess, self-explanatory or maybe they might at face value not understand what it is that you do so let's maybe talk about that what is it that you do for brands uh, in the space uh, and, and also i guess what about that is sports yeah so what we do we, we basically take their properties and uh, let's take for instance football we take their properties and we leverage that for them so they would go to the psl or they would go to casa chiefs and orlando pirates buy a property in a Culling Cup, I would use it as an example, we would take that property and build concepts around it and how do we communicate that to, to their consumers and how do we tell their stories using activations, using PR, using media liaison. I think you are once part of our storytelling a concept as well. Yes, 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 indeed. For for a brand, I'm not going to mention because... Yes. Um, no, don't mention yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. No, I'm not going <laughs> to mention that brand. Yes. But, uh, I mean, one of the things I, I certainly did pick up in that process was that, you know, your work is not just about getting people into a room or, no. or making sure that uh, you're able to birth the concepts. It's also about the entire value chain. So even setting up the activations that then socialize people into a certain campaign that you're doing on behalf of your clients. Uh, I would think that uh, that must have been immeasurably difficult uh, to do during COVID-19 where conferencing can't happen, where events can't happen in any real way. Have you been able to do any work during this moment? And we're fortunate because remember that in our business is two is two sides. So the PR side is the eventing side, but the eventing side is a bigger part um, of the business. Okay. And there's nil, you know, there's nil in in a sense that 
social distancing is it's critical. And as, as you know, events, they're much more impactful when there are a lot of people. Mm. So no events, none whatsoever. I think most of the concepts uh, that we created, most of the events that we had have been either postponed or cancelled. But yet on the other side, we've managed to tell stories uh, creatively because now you have to be creative in using digital um, uh, platforms, and we've managed to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, just using all of those digital platforms, uh, w- one would also think that uh, there's all manner of knock-on impacts on your operations. We know a lot of the alcohol brands are big supporters of uh, sport in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, and with the ban that might have happened, that, that might uh, might have hit their, uh, you know, their revenues in a manner that uh, would have, I guess, maybe compelled some of them to substitute away from big marketing budgets when, you know, in effect, I mean, wh- wh- why are you going to market if uh, people can't be able to access uh, their favorite beverage uh, at their bottle store, even at their closest tavern? Mm. I, think the, um, I, think, I think we all know that um, the snowball effect of this uh, pandemic is huge. And, and as you rightly said, I don't see us recovering in the next six months, I would say. I would say probably we'll start doing some work in Jan if we're lucky. So yes, it does because they have been impacted heavily. So, but I suppose any other industry has been affected. Let's talk about uh, uh, the cosmetics business now. Yes. Uh, you know, you've been a franchise holder for Sorbet now for how many years? Nine years. Nine years, right? Yeah. Uh, what is it that you guys do? Uh, we do skincare, hair. Now we have a we have a hair division in the dry bath. We have hair division in the sober men, and we do facials. We do massages from for our salons, and the nail bars we do nails. Okay, all right. Now that's also been closed. Um, you probably have made zero revenue since uh, the end of March in that business. Yeah, uh, I know. No one would laugh when I say zero point zero. Zero. And I call it zero point zero so that you know that there's no any other sense Ayiko. other than the zero. Ayiko. Yeah, so it's it's zero absolutely. So sure. no income, none whatsoever. So in that context, it doesn't necessarily mean that many of your costs, um, you know, your rent, your 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 wages and salaries, uh, and many other costs have been standing still. You you still had to pay those costs, I assume. Yes, I mean the landlords have been generous. Uh, particularly in my case, I would say, and I'm sure speaking on behalf of many of us, in that they've given us 100% rental. However, they are utilities that need to be paid. There are operational costs for the center that needs to be paid. Mm. And over and above that, you've got your standing costs, you know, your insurance, your, your standing monthly debits that needs to come through. Mm-hmm. How have you managed those? Um, you, did you have reserves? How, how did you manage all of that? Yes, you've got to use your reserves. If you're not, you have to go to your bank, I suppose. Mm, mm. Yes, because the reliefs were not also not easy to access, as as you know. I think it's on the public domain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and let's talk about that briefly. I mean, uh, w- one would think that there's been uh, all manner of challenges, not only for, for yourselves, but even some of your own landlords who have also had uh, difficulties in recouping some of that money. Uh, the prospects of you in that particular business, if tomorrow they said we're changing the regulations in response uh, to whatever outcome there is in a court challenge, for instance, how quickly would you be able to sort of dust up everything else and get many of your technicians back uh, into the store to be able to do those manicures and pedicures? After to your producer, and I want to repeat that, mm. um, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not speaking on behalf of Sobe only, for which I am speaking for Sobe now. Yes. We are ready. 
And I'll tell you why I'm saying that. It's because hygiene protocols have been part of us. It's, it's, it's our culture. So we are ready. We have been prepared by our support office now in terms of screens in between the desk, in, in terms of screens in between the pedicures, in terms of the facial... Um, uh, uh, facial uh, I'm not sure what's the name. I've forgotten. But the facial chamber, I've got it. The facial chamber that we need to use for the facials. And so we are very ready. We've got sanitizers. We've got masks ready. We are very ready in terms of the hygiene protocols. Mm-hmm. And as, as I said, it has been part of our culture. So if you were to say to us, we open tomorrow, I think we will be. Hmm. Certainly a, a tough environment there. And, and, and when you think about them, I guess there's a combination here. Um, and you think about the damage that this has wrought on both of your businesses. How long do you think it will take for you to recover uh, to the point where, you know, you've paid off some of the facilities, um, one things you, you, you might have had to tap into, uh, and all of those other, I guess, financial obligations that have arisen as a result of this crisis? Uh, the best culture says 18 months. I would safely say about another two years, I think, uh, to recover because over and above the fact that you still have to honor your facilities also with the enhanced hygiene protocols, there are cost factors as well. So I think, um, and over and above that, with social distancing, we're not going to be making the same turnover we did before COVID. So I would say conservatively, um, 24 months. 24 months? Yeah. Yo, 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 yo. If that. And then in terms of, I mean, you know, how many people do you employ in either of those businesses and have you had to lay any of them off? Uh, I've got in total uh, between my, my four entities, it's 58 people. Mm. And uh, no, from the survey point of view, no. From M Sports, yes, I had to temporarily lay off, particularly the people on the event inside, because certainly there's no, there are no events at all. So mm. I had to do that. Tough decisions, but I think it's time for tough decisions for businesses. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about some of the things that are going to be different now um, in both of your businesses. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have spoken about, uh, you know, how um, in teaching them to do business differently. They've also recognized that there's certain things that they're going to have to change even when things go back to normal because mm-hmm. of the massive cost savings that might come with doing things a bit differently. And in particular, I'm thinking of the big eventing spaces. Yeah. Um, we've seen Zoom, we've seen Microsoft Teams and yeah. all of these other platforms uh, being able to continue to have e-summits rather than maybe yeah. or e-conferences or digital conferences. Yeah. Uh, is that something that uh, you're going to consider, uh, I guess, as a way to really claw back some of the uh, uh, some of the economic activity that you've lost uh, during this moment. Absolutely, and also I think even traveling. I was looking into, you know, there's no need now of you flying to Cape Town mm. just for a quick meeting. You know, I think um, what Zoom has has taught us, and I think what COVID has taught us, is that you don't necessarily have to be um, in. Um, one-on-one with a person to have a conversation. You know, you can do it effectively, actually impactfully and productively uh, on Zoom. So I think that it's a new normal, and I think a new normal is cheaper, but sadly, it will cut people off. Hmm. So you're saying that's that's the inevitable consequence of this new normal? It is inevitable, yeah. It is inevitable. That's only not good news, I mean, for, for many people who... Uh, I guess, benefit from your industry as employees. But uh, what would it mean for some of your suppliers? I mean, I know you guys 
uh, rope in many suppliers, uh, photographers, MCs, and you know all manner of other people, influencers even, uh, for some of the work that you do. Uh, uh, what is that going to mean for some of your suppliers? I think that in every crisis there's an opportunity. Mm. So I think as industries we have to think differently. And um, what you used to do, yesterday it's gone. So what you used to do, think of it, how do, does it take me? If we were to be hit by COVID-20, how is it that I will, I will survive that? Because that should be our thinking. And I'm very excited because from the survey point of view now, we're looking at e-commerce. Mm. Because should something happen, you still be able to channel everything online. Because are you I ready? Think that's I mean, going to be our new normal. Are you set up for that? Um, we are set Absolutely. In terms of your it. systems internally yes. as a business, w- yes. would it be easy to just We say, will be ready to Tomorrow to we can that. go in. Yeah. Okay. All because right. I think for the longest time, our guests would need to do that. Because mm. I think people won't just come back. People are slowly going to come back into the system. So we are geared in making sure that we will be able to accommodate them when they come into our businesses and from far. Yeah, yeah. Last question on my end before I let you go. Um, many people who listen into the segment in particular are entrepreneurs themselves, and uh, they might be asking themselves the question of, you know, how did you keep in touch with many of your clients uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I guess who, who you've had relationships with for many years uh, in both segments of your business. How have you kept that engagement going and, uh, uh, you know, kept yourselves uh, or I guess kept you know, the idea of your businesses top of mind for many of those clients? Okay, because we do have a social um, media um, platforms, we've been using that a lot. And in terms of our staff members who are an integral part of our businesses, being in touch as well, motivation, I think I'm sure they probably roll their eyes every time they get my WhatsApp, but I've got to keep them going. And in terms of the clients, which we call them guests from the story point of view, they have been in touch. They've been worrying about us because in the beauty industry, it's, it's a personal relationship. So they've been worrying about us. They're worrying about our well-being. They're worrying about when are we opening up and probably selfishly worrying when is their next manicure and pedicure. Mm, mm. Fel- F- Felicia, thank you very much uh, for your time. And uh, I certainly, uh, I guess, uh, wish you all the best. And maybe a last question on my end. Uh, yes. You know, I mean... We're talking about you being able to lay off some of the workers. And uh, we spoke about this issue of some of the costs that you still have had to uh, meet your obligations to. I guess the question is, would you have paid uh, some of your employees there? Uh, uh, our employees, certainly, they've been depending on UIF tests. I think today I've been, it's been my mission to get hold of the commissioner, and I think I will, because I need to get hold of the commissioner and make him understand the stress that we've been under in, play, in paying, because some of us haven't ha- received any, any payment from UIF yet. And have you so received any other support the from the relief fund? is funds? dependent on UIF. And any other uh, support from the relief funds? I mean, there's relief funds for small businesses. All manner yeah. of other private sector ones as well. Have you been able to tap Ab- into some of those? Absolutely nothing. The only people who reached out to me personally were Standard Bank, who have been absolutely phenomenal, I believe, um, uh, from my point of view. Okay. We'll have to leave it there. And uh, thank you very much, uh, Felicia, thank for you your so time. Thank you so much. And please, next time, just prep me better. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll be able to share my story better. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye-bye On that note, thank you. <laughs> bye. Sure.